trying to tell somebody, so glad I made it. Y'all almost got it. Tell them, so glad I made it. Oh, put your hands together one more time and give God your best praise. Ooh. Anybody grateful to be in the house of the Lord on a Tuesday night? I'm telling you, God has been doing amazing things this week. How many of you were here Sunday night in this building? We never made it to the preaching officially. Holy Ghost takeover. God did some amazing things. I have been fielding text messages already this week from incredible testimonies of God working on behalf of people. We're so thankful for what God is doing. Amen. Would you help me one more time? Put your hands together to welcome all of our guests that are in the house of the Lord tonight. We want them to know how grateful we are to have them here. And would you help me put your hands together and welcome all of our online guests tonight that are streaming with us on Tuesday night. Welcome to the Rock Church of Fort Myers. If you're streaming online, drop us a note. Let us know you're there. Shout hallelujah. Shout amen from your keyboard. Let us know you're tuning in. We're so grateful to have you with us tonight. I am so grateful for what the Lord has been doing through the voice and the ministry of evangelist John Willis in this house. Did you come expecting something great from God? As we stand all over this sanctuary with our hands lifted, would you one more time open up your mouth and give God a praise in this house as the man of God comes to deliver the word of the Lord to us tonight? Go ahead, clap your hands unto the Lord tonight. I want those that believe we're no longer going to be normal would clap their hands right now. That church will never be the same again. Clap your hands unto the Lord. Come on, if you believe this is the hour that we're living in, praise God, praise God, praise God, praise God. Turn to your neighbor, give him a high five in the air and say, aren't you glad? that you are in church tonight. And if you're at home watching online, why don't you slap your dog's ears and say, hey, listen up, we're in the house of God tonight. Amen, praise God. How many love Jesus with all your heart, soul, and mind? While you remain standing, turn to 1 Samuel 22, verse number 1 through 5, and then we're going to read forward in 2 Kings chapter 2. 9 through 10. Praise God. I'm excited about end time revival. Amen. Amen. Praise God. I give honor to everybody that has cooked meals and has been such great hospitality in this church. I want to say thank you from my heart. Uh, it is not unnoticed and I appreciate everything you've done while I've been here and most of all I want to give honor to your pastor who is a believer in revival. I want to give honor to your pastor who's not afraid to take the gloves off. That's not afraid to take the kingly robes off. That's not afraid to look the adversary in the eye and stand. 
I give honor to your pastor. That's the kind of man of God that God has given to Fort Myers. And I think you ought to give him honor right now and his family for their stand for truth. Praise God. Praise God. Amen. I hope not to take much of your time tonight, but I do feel in the Holy Ghost something very strong for this church and the body of believers that are here and that are at home listening online. 2 Samuel 22, verse number 1. David therefore departed thence and escaped to the cave Adullam. And when his brethren and all his father's house heard it, they went down thither to him. And everyone that was in distress and everyone that was in debt and everyone that was discontented gathered themselves unto him, and he became a captive over them. And there were with him about 400 men. And David went thence to Mizpah of Moab. And he said unto the king of Moab, Let my father and my brother, I pray thee, come forth and be with you till I know what God will do for me. And he brought them before the king of Moab, and they dwelt with him all the while that David was in the hold. And the prophet Gad said unto David, Abide not in the hold. Everybody say, Abide not in the hold. Depart and get thee into the land of Judah. Then David departed and came into the forest of Hereth. Verse number 9 of Second Kings chapter 2. And it came to pass that when they were gone over, that Elijah said to Elisha, Ask what I shall do for thee before I be taken away from thee. And Elisha said, I pray thee, let a double portion of thy spirit be upon me. And he said, Thou hast asked a hard thing, but nevertheless, if thou see me when I am taken from thee, it shall be so unto thee. But if not, it shall not be so. Tonight, for a few minutes, I was not able to preach this Sunday night. Felt very strong from the Lord to preach it, and I could not get away from it tonight. But I'm going to preach on this subject. No holds barred. No holds barred. So if you believe in your Lord and Savior, why don't you put your Bibles down and begin to, from your mouth, uh, begin to pray a prayer of victory right now uh, that the church uh, is not dead. The church is more alive today uh, than it was yesterday uh, and a week ago. We pray in the name of Jesus. I pray, God, your hand upon this church. I pray, God, in the name of Jesus, move upon every soul, uh, every heart uh, in this place right now. In Jesus' name we pray. In the name of Jesus we pray. Clap your hands, everybody, with victory behind your clapping unto the Lord. If you're at home, shout unto God. If you're at home, clap your hands. If you're in another country, clap your hands. If you believe in revival in this hour right now. Now turn to your neighbor and say, it's no holds barred time. You may be seated. This was brought on to King David because King David faced a Goliath that the children of Israel uh, were afraid to face, and even the king of Israel did not know what to do. But David decided that he knew uh, what was behind him. He knew the Spirit of the Lord uh, was behind him. Uh, and he spoke uh, 
to that Philistine giant and said that I refuse to back up and I believe that we are going to have God stand with his people. And he faced the giant with a stone. And with the stone, we know the story. He picked up five stones, and from those five stones, he put one in a sling and slew it in the air and knocked the giant flat upon its face. But David did not stop at just letting the giant die because of a stone that flew in the air and knocked him in the head and he fell flat. But David said, we're going another length or another place in this. He went and picked up the sword of the giant and cut the head off of the giant and said, I cannot ever let anybody know that we are a people that just settle with little victories, but we have come to let the world know we are going to take off the head of a giant and show the world that you can not mess with the armies of the living God of heaven. The enemy cannot hold the church in a place that thinks it can lock us down, but somewhere we've got to rise up and pick up the sword of a giant and cut the head off of the enemy this hour. Do we have any giant killers in this house? It was when he brought the head of this particular giant that the people begin to sing a song. Saul has killed his thousands and David has killed his tens of thousands. There was something that was happening in David that if Saul could realize that his predecessor was going to do greater things than what Saul was going to do. But Saul had found out that he was getting jealous of what God was doing in the next generation. I'm here today to talk to such a generation. God has brought you up so you can kill your 10,000. Y'all need to help me preach tonight because I feel something strong in the Holy Ghost right now. God is raising up a generation, and we in our generation, an elder generation, I'm happy to see that there are men and women who are going to kill 10,000 versus our thousand. There has got to be a hunger for the next generation that's going to rise up and say, I'm all, help me now. It's time to let this generation rise up with such anointing that they do things that we could not do. I'm here to tell you as a 51-year-old man that's been preaching for over 25 years, I need a Judah. I need an Isaac. I need a brother John. I know that you rise up and you pick up a sword. Not just kill a giant. You pick up a sword and cut the head off of this giant. (laughs) 
Oh, don't you let the generation of Saul lock you into a hole. You've got to rise up and tell the enemy, I refuse to come under those limitations. The man of God, the prophetic word for this generation, rise up, rise up, rise up. Be what you've got to be right now. That generation of Saul was trying to put David in a hold, trying to get him locked in and being comfortable with the hold. You'll find often he found himself in a hold during this time period before he was anointed the final king and it became a public figure. Amen. But I'm here today to tell this spirit right now there is a need for this generation who's not afraid to take on the giant of this generation. We need a generation that's going to rise up and tell everybody around them, I refuse to be locked down. I come expecting. We need a generation that desires a double portion of this generation. You see, the term no holds bar came from that when there was a fight or even a scheduled boxing fight or any type of fight, uh, that there were rules and guidelines to go by. Uh, but when somebody began to cheat uh, and they begin to take cheap shots, uh, uh, all of a sudden the referee uh, would say, all right, no holds bar. Uh, I'm here today to tell you I'm sick and tired of the enemy taking cheap shots, uh, trying to take trying to break the rules, uh, trying to go against what's the pattern. Uh, I need a generation uh, that says uh, no holds barred. There is no limits uh, to what, God help me, uh, there is no limits uh, to what God's going to do uh, in this next generation right now. I wish somebody believed me right now. You've got to step up and realize I didn't come to tear down this generation. I come to add to this generation. I come to let the enemy know he's been cheating for too long. You've got to rise up and say it is no hose fired. It's time to believe right now that this generation, that we are going to have to believe that we are going to live where all limitations have been removed, that we are free from restrictions, that we are free from the limits that have been placed upon us. It's time to reach a level and a nature of this generation that says, I'm operating in a place where there is no limits. popular to preach this way. If you just be calm, 
You keep hiding from the enemy. The church has been living too long on the defense because I don't want to offend nobody. I don't want to hurt nobody. But I'm telling you right now, the enemy hasn't been living that way. The enemy's been stealing our children. The enemy's been taking people from us. But somewhere we need a Jew to rise up and say, Daddy, give me a double portion of what you got because I want to operate in no limits. I want to operate without risk. Oh, you need to help me right now. I, come on, Rock Church. I need somebody to preach me there. In the name of Jesus, you've got to believe right now this is the hour we're living in. We need a generation that says, I'm going to step out where there is no limits. Just sit down. Be quiet. Write it out. But the Spirit of the Lord, the voice of the prophet, is saying right now, get out of the hold. Stop believing you cannot do it. Stop believing you don't have the ability. Stop believing I can't do what my daddy did. It's time to start believing I will not just do what my daddy did. I'm going to go farther. Then, oh, I wish I had some double portion people tonight. I wish somebody right now, you would scream out of your spirit right now, God, don't hold me back. God, loose me. God, set me free. God, make a way when there is no way. God, do a miracle. God, make it possible. Ah, yadaboshande hetara mahataya. Come on, come on, come on, come on. We got to get out of the hold. I'm telling you right now, the Lord wanted me to tell this church, because you knocked the head off the giant, the enemy's trying to keep you in a hold. But I'm here today to tell you, by the help of God, it's time to believe I've set the limits off of you. I'm not limited to you, to the skylines that you see in your eyes, but I've come to set the limits free in your household. Some of you have been locked down because of generational curses. I'm telling you right now, God has said tonight, I have come to set you free from that generation. Oh, I wish somebody step up and believe God. We're going to a whole new level.
I come to preach out of you. My family will never get free from addiction. I'm here today to tell you, I come to preach to you that said we will always struggle with our generation or our family's generation. I'm here today to tell you, I rebuke that spirit that says you can't be blessed. You can't live under blessing. I'm here to tell you, God has pulled you out of the hole. God has set you free. God has tore off the roof and let there be no limits to the ability of your faith. I'm talking about we need leaders right now that don't just pray. They pray without ceasing. We need some leaders right now. It's not just joy. It's joy unspeakable and full of glory. It's not just peace. It's peace that passes all understanding. How are you going to have peace right now? Because God took the limits off of me. I'm tired of us talking about the old generation of evangelists and what they preached and what they did to have revival. We need a generation to believe, Brother Judah, that you can have an all-night prayer meeting and you don't need nobody else to motivate you. I'm talking about Isaac, that you can go find a place in the woods and you learn how to pray until you get an answer from God. I'm talking about setting the limits off of your mindset right now. You've got to believe, Brother Trevor, he isn't raising you to be like him. He's raising you so you can be a bubble. God help me right now. You are too busy trying to idolize the present and the past. It's time to idolize a no limited generation in this hour. You need to believe this right now. I'm here today to rebuke out of you. You don't think you can, but I'm here today to tell you, you can, you can, but you've got to know that God is telling you, get out of the stronghold and break out into the unlimited power of Jesus Christ in this hour. Because blessed be the poor, for yours is the kingdom of God. Blessed are they that hunger now and shall be filled. Blessed are they that weep, for ye shall laugh. Blessed are ye when men shall hate you because you're having church that hate you because you take a stand that I believe in apostolic church in this hour, online and in line, outside and inside. Blessed is the, blessed, oh, 
are they that shall separate you from the company and shall reproach you and cast you out for the name is evil just like the son of man's sake but rejoice ye in the day leap for joy and behold your reward is great in heaven in like manner did their fathers oh you need to hear me right now you need to hear me it's time to rejoice in this day it's time to leap for joy behold your reward is great in heaven for in like manner did their fathers unto the prophets. But woe unto you that are rich, for ye have received consolation. Woe unto you that are full, for ye shall hunger. Woe unto you that laugh now, for ye shall mourn and weep. Woe unto you when all men shall speak well of you. Oh, help me now. We are living in a time you need to stop worrying how well people speak of you. It's time to believe the church needs to rise to a place of blessing. We're going to a blessed kingdom. I may hunger for a while. I may thirst for a while. But there's coming a day I hunger no more. Oh, help me. For the men that speak well of you, for so did their fathers to the false prophets. But I say unto you, which is here, love your enemies. Do good to them that hate you. Bless them that curse you. Pray for them that despitefully use you. Unto him that smiteth thee on the one cheek, offer the other. Why? I'm living above a generation. Oh, that had its limits. I've learned to live above a generation that's been locked down. Amen. I'm telling you, it's time to believe Rock Church. God's brought you right now to this place so you'll step out and operate in the unlimited realm. I need this generate. Go ahead, Judah, pray. Go ahead, Brother Matt, pray. Come on, Trevor, pray. Come on, Brother Eric, pray. Come on, Brother John, Brother Naeem, pray. Pray that we see and believe God for a double portion.
It's time to take off the gloves. It's time if we got to go bare knuckle fighting in the spirit. You've got to believe it right now. The Lord is loosening the church for this hour. Come on, the problem with the hold, the problem with the hold is you'll find yourself trying to come against the anointed. When you're in a hold, you'll find yourself wanting to go after the anointed. That's why you got to break out of this hold. We're not going to be locked into the hold that everybody else is because you cannot make up any, I'm going to kill a soul. That's not what it's about. It's about taking the church to the next level. It's about taking the kingdom of God and learning to dwell in the unlimited possibilities of what God can do in this hour. In Stockholm, Sweden in 1973, a robber took four employees of the bank, three women and one man, in a vault with them and kept them hostage for 131 hours. And after the employees were finally released, there appeared to be a form of an emotional bond with the captor. They told the reporters that they saw the police as their enemy rather than the bank robber and that they had positive feelings towards the criminal versus what was saving them. I'm telling you what's wrong with the hold is that we get soft to the purpose of the enemy in this hour. We cannot let ourselves be convinced oh, that the enemy is out for our interest. The enemy is out to be kind to the church. We got to make up in our mind. We got to come out of this hole. And believe me, the enemy is out to seek, kill, and destroy you. He'll swing you up and rip you apart at the same time. Oh, you need to hear me right now. It ain't time to let this, this kind of mindset get a hold of the church. It's time to say, rise up. Get out of the hole, Fort Myers. That spirit will get you to be comfortable with your environs. That all the money's here, we're paying our bills, and we're good like we are. We are just, he's just smoothing you over so you have no need to hunger anymore. He finds a need where you're no longer thirsty anymore. And he gets you to say, you're all right. The police are bringing food. They'll feed you while you're locked down in this hostage situation. You're just fine being locked up. Oh, you're not getting shot. You're not getting killed. You're just safe like you are. And it begins to convince you that you're okay in your environment. But I'm here to rebuke that spirit. 
that spirit right now that tells us we're okay in America like we are. We're not okay. It's time to rise up and believe in a revival that turns our cities upside down. It's time to pull the tie off. It's time to mess up your hair and say, I'm going to a double portion revival. I'm going to a limit. Go ahead. Be soft to the spirits of our world. Be soft to the demonic powers of our world. We need a generation that ain't afraid to let that enemy know, get under my feet, get under my feet. Get under my feet. Go ahead, be soft right now. How dare you stomp on a Tuesday night? How dare you dance in the spirit on a Tuesday night? syndrome where we begin to feel sorry for the spirits of this world. I hope I'm not off course here tonight, Pastor. But I'm telling you right now, we need a generation that sees what Elijah did. He called fire down from heaven. He began to do things in the miraculous. He said that kind of empowerment where he wasn't, oh, where he had known how the ravens fed him when there was no food, how angels visited him when he was all alone, how the God of heaven would show up while he's locked up in a cave. I'm here today to tell you we need a generation that says, I want that and more. I want more. Oh, you need to hear me. We need a generation that ain't afraid of a 24-hour prayer meeting. We need a generation that ain't afraid to fast for a few more days. We need a generation that says, I'm going to teach more Bible stuff. I'm talking about getting the limits off of your abilities and begin to put it in the ability of your God.
Elisha did not ask, will, give me, will you give me a double portion of your knowledge? Will you give me a double portion of your intelligence? It said, will you give me a double portion of thy spirit that be upon thee? Who? 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 Do we have any Elishas around here? Come on, I, I know what I'm preaching tonight is a hard thing. I know what I'm trying to tell you. It's a hard thing. It's not common in our day. It's not popular in our day. There's a lot of churches that don't believe this kind of stuff. But I'm here today to tell you, don't get your eyes off the man of God as God takes you to a place of great revival, the place of unlimitedness in God. preach to you what my strength allows me tonight. But we need a mantle from Elijah to transfer to the mantles of Elisha. That we can believe what God's going to do in him. God is bringing a sword this hour, and he is setting lines around the nation. He's setting a division between the Elishas and the other prophets that sit by and watch. And then prophets are going to come to you because they realize there's something on you that was on Elijah. Come on. We need to pray right now that we go find Elijah. But I'm telling you, I'm in the Holy Ghost right now. God says the spirit of Elijah is going off in a whirlwind right now. And I'm only going to leave. So you may chase that and try to find that. But God is no longer going to be in the mountains that you're trying to chase. I'm coming to set my Elishas in this hour.
be afraid that God needs you now. God almost shut down. I need some Elishas up here. I need some Elishas up here. I need some Elishas up here. I've asked some voices of Elisha to talk right now. Now I'm going to just give them liberty in the Holy Ghost right now. The Spirit of God is going to move in this church. The Spirit of God is going to move so strong. We're going to see the miracles. We are going to be the miracles. Everybody's going to come from all over the world to the Rock Church so they can understand what's going on here. The Spirit of God is going to move so mightily. 
We're not going to be able to come into this church without falling to our knees because the presence of God is so thick in this atmosphere. My God. My God, my God. Well, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. God is ready to set his anointing on our young people. God is looking for someone whose glory he's able to rest upon. He wants your glory. He wants to rest his glory on you. God's waiting for a revival amongst us. God's waiting for a revival. God's waiting. He's wondering, where are the Elishas? Where are the people who are ready to take on the mantle? He God's ready to fill the balconies. God's ready to use you to reach your neighbors. God's ready to use you to reach your co-workers. We're going to see every one of our families saved. We're going to see them all come to repentance. There will be demonstration and power oh, that we won't be able to explain. They're going to heal. We're going to heal. We're going to heal. We're going to teach. We're going to teach. And we're going to untwist all the perversions that was already said, that have already gone out, that are trying to stir more confusion. Oh, I will set it straight. We'll set it straight with truth and with spirit. Begin. 
Lord, and thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thine heart and with all thy soul and with all thy might. In the mighty name of Jesus, and in the last days, I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh, upon all flesh. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, I plead your blood, Lord, over the book of Acts revival, God. Oh, God, would you help us to rise up in the mighty name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. Jesus. Jesus, 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 devil, his name is greater and his blood is more powerful. Devil, his name is greater and his blood is more powerful. Devil, I want you to hear me tonight. His name is greater. And his blood is more powerful. Come on, I think we ought to lift our hands right now. Everybody stand in this room tonight. Uh, if you're at home, you ought to stand up right now. Lift your hands right now uh, and begin to believe God uh, that we're going to live in the limitless world. Uh, there's no holds barred upon the church any longer. Uh, you're going to step out and believe in the impossible to happen right now. Come on, come on. Oh, yeah. If you're thirsty, God. If you're hungry, God will fill it. God will do it right now. Come on. You're going to stop believing that you've got to be uh, raised up in this to believe God's going to use you in this hour. Uh, but notice Elisha was not one of the sons of the prophets uh, that was used uh, for a double portion of his hour. God used uh, a first-generational Oh, you need to hear me right now. If you're a first-generational person, you ought to lift your hands and say, I believe God is going to use me. God, use me. Come on. Come on. Is there not a cry of this next generation? We are going to believe that we will see.
That's it. Go there. Go there. Go there. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, God. Come on, God is saying, <laughs> stop letting go. Let go of past failures that are holding you from believing in the future God has for you. Stop letting past addictions stop you from being what God wants you to be. Stop letting your generation stop you from being what you got to be. Stop letting your past dictate to you what God wants you to be. He's saying, I've called you out. Come out of the hold. Believe God that God is going to use you right now. Come on, you got to believe God doesn't want you to be like previous generations. He wants you to go be beyond what previous generations have been. (laughs) 